and welcome to A Nightmare on Fear Street, a monstrous podcast about all things horror. If you like what you hear today, then you can follow us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and you can also rate and review us on Apple iTunes. And uh, welcome to our first episode of A Fear Street Halloween. Um, Sheree, you got some reminders for us before we get started? Yes. Um, our first reminder is that we are doing an unofficial costume competition. The winner, if it's not me and Trent, um, <laughs> will get to be our guest for the first podcast of season two. Ooh. So if you see a costume you like on one of our guests, or if you're in a costume you really like, put it on our page and we will we'll put them all together and see who wins the favorite. And while we're talking about a democracy situation, we have a survey still floating for the last movie of the weekend. That's right, you get to vote on the last movie to close us out. We've given you the options of remakes, Child's Play, When a Stranger Calls, and The Hills Have Eyes, and The Hills Have Eyes is still winning. (sighs) You want that to really win, or did you just not vote yet? Yeah, it's just by one vote, so your vote matters. You can call a friend right now and flip it. That's what that means. Or text them. I know you kids don't call anymore. It's fine. (laughs) All right. Um, Let's introduce our guests for this episode. We've got Miss Amanda, who you should know, remember from the uh, Vitches at Coachella. And um, our new uh, guest, Ashley. Why don't you two introduce yourselves? Um, Amanda, you go first since I kind of already know you. Yeah, uh, Amanda Espinoza. I'm currently living in Red Bank, New Jersey with my daughter, Louise. Look at her. Uh, We're big. uh, We love the horror films. We love Halloween. It's a holiday we celebrate. And what is happening with this child? Yeah, I'm excited to be here. I was honored that Trent and Sheree asked me to come on and help uh, keep the combos going. I'm excited for today. And yeah, pass it on. All right, Ashley. Well, hello, I'm Ashley Grantham coming at you from Richmond, Virginia. Woot. Uh, I am a longtime listener, first time caller uh, here at Nightmare on Fear Street and uh, randomly stumbled across the pod one day and was just like, you know what? These two folks are lots of fun. I think I'm gonna, let's give this a listen <laughs> and reach out to, um, Trent and Sheree on Twitter, I think, and we hooked up. Shout out uh, to Amanda and myself's uh, mutual Cam, Camilla Bush. Uh, Camilla Bush! Shout out. Um, Crazy Small World. And also shout out to Girl That's Scary. God, yes. Because pull up, fam. Like, I'm just saying, pull pull all the way up because and you're gonna pull up because we're getting ready to do this shit mm-hmm. yes. we definitely love girl that's scary for sure oh, so good all right well should we got we we got to get through this pretty quickly because then we have to go quickly watch the two-hour poltergeist movie that they voted on <laughs> <laughs> um so let's get let's get into the craft legacy amanda why don't you start us off Yeah. um, Holy cow. Okay. You know, I was excited about this, hearing about this because it was coming from a woman's perspective. You know, we were getting the female director, writer, half of the team. I mean, more than half is all female. You know, we're the first film, The Craft. This isn't a like 
remake, it's a sequel. So like we knew that going in. Um, but my first point was like, wow, they really nailed it in the beginning, like hitting the Gen Z because every mo movie now with this Gen Z starts with like that Twilight opening scene where there's a car driving through the wood, like where's this car going? <laughs> Cuts to you're inside a passenger jamming out to a song. You can, do, you can also tell the relationship immediately. They're singing along together, mother daughter thing. And I'm like, oh, they're good. Stuff is really good. Then it's gonna get bad, you know? But sometimes they add that tension in the beginning of every horror film where they're like, ooh, Ooh, angst, what's gonna happen now? But I, uh, you know, and then we start, like the, fifth, the first 15, 20 minutes of the film were very much like, we're trying to get adapt to these, this new younger audience. You know, we get this Polaroid camera, we do the original selfie, you know? So like, there's moments where I'm like highlighting where I did like, and I understood what they were doing, trying to attract the new younger audience of like putting in those moments, those twilighty, let's set it up for you kind of relationships and what's going to happen. Um, yeah. So that's one of my first points, but yeah. I agree. Absolutely. <laughs> for sure. I, yeah. One of the, what, a question I had though, maybe one of you clocked it that I didn't. Um, Lily, who's, um, who, who is our protagonist throughout this film. She's clearly upset about something at the beginning of this. Is, is it just that she's moving or is there something else that's happening? I, they mm -hmm. never really explain it. What well, I picked up on was that like her mother decided to move them cross country for Adam, who we know is a bad idea without consulting her because her mother was making some classic bad parent choices, which is one of my points. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I thought that um, uh, Kaylee uh, mm -hmm. Spaney I'm, I'm assuming that I'm saying that right, um, mm -hmm. who plays Lily. First of all, let's just talk about the fact that in those first 15 or 20 minutes, this girl is acting. She is like, oh. she's giving you some stuff. Let me tell you, my first moment for me where I was like given the gay praise hand was when uh, I heard those opening chords to You Ought to Know. And I was like, you... I was just like, that is what I fucking wanted. That 90s, Alanis, angsty female vibe. I was like, okay. So yeah, but in the first 15, 20 minutes, she is acting. Um, absolutely. And I love this whole, like I was, Trent and I were like Facebook chatting last night, but I was saying that I love this whole like Lydia Deets vibe that she's giving with like mm. her Polaroid, right? And she's very kind of like sad and like, you know, something's happening, but we don't know what it is, but she's got the Polaroid and she's taking the pictures. I love, love, love the callback to the original movie. Mm. There are a couple of Easter eggs for those of us who know the movie, obviously know the original, The Craft from the 90s. But the first one is, um, is the snake on the ground. Mm -hmm. Like they pull up, you know, she gets out of the car, the snake's on the ground. I was like, okay, well, okay, call back number one. Call back number two um, with the smash cut to the opening credits. Yeah. Which I was just like, um, leading us into this whole idea. Oh, I don't know about you all, but when I saw this house, I was like, <laughs> this man got some money. 
He has the money. That's how you know he money. And also kind of in the same vibe of the beginning of the original craft, right? Where they're like, oh my God, this house is so beautiful, blah, blah, blah. And you just immediately are like, some shit's about to go down in this house. Yeah. Um, I literally wrote here, uh, David Duchovny in a sweater, take me. Um, <laughs> and, uh, oh, uh, my first like big thing, there's this moment that happens. Um, it's been about 20, 20 minutes in but where she, Lily's standing in the hallway and it's like smash cut tonight. Mm. That's like, that is some fucking theatrical shit right there. That is a theater moment and I am giving it the gay praise hand. Uh, very theatrical. Oh, when her mother says to her, your difference is your power. Oh yeah. I was like, stop. Just love that line. Um, yeah, and I, and I want to talk just briefly about the choice. Because in the first one, um, the new girl primarily has a father and he's remarried, but we never really meet the mom anyway, mm-hmm. our stepmom. But the choice, and this probably goes, this really definitely goes from what Amanda was talking about earlier with it being um, heavily produced by women, putting a female, putting a mother perspective in that and making her not perfect making her making questionable decisions more so than we find out towards the end of this film. But like, um, I really liked that di- that dynamic because I really cared for that relationship. Um, Cause I really like Amanda was saying, they built that up in that beginning car scene as they sing, uh, you want to know together. Um, and it, yeah, I really, I, I enjoyed that for sure. My first point, is this mom is classic bad parent in a horror movie. So I love that we talked about her a little bit. Cause like what kind of person picks up their daughter and uproots them to move in with a man she clearly does not know because like <laughs> the daughter was there for all of three days and was like, what's this book? Is he a manist? Oh God, what have you done? And this woman's just kind of like, well, I mean, don't yell at my daughter, please. I guess I, I, I don't know. I don't have agency anymore immediately. And that's when I was like, is Adam also into the witchcraft? And he's using it bad? Because, like, what happened? Was this woman always this way? Was she just, like, a man forever? Or something else? And then we find out, right, she's a therapist. I was like... (laughs) I don't hear you using your language. From New Jersey! Your language. Right. It's CBT bullshit. I'm going to need you to CBT this motherfucker. Right? You went to the same school with Dr. Loomis from ha- from Halloween. <laughs> <laughs> They're popping out those degrees. Like <laughs> it's like when you see your doctor outside smoking. <laughs> it's just like, why are you you are you're giving me advice? <laughs> for sure, for sure. Oh, when she has the moment, right? When she has the moment with the book, right? When Lily has the moment with the book, and she's holding. Mm. The she's it's some you know this is this is also kind of around that time right in the movie where she um you know she she's just kind of exploring the house right yeah. um lovely like when a stranger calls like shots and like kind of like very that right very like a uh, little bit of like scream too there's a little bit of like um you know those tracking camera shot moments right and she's in the thing with the she's in the library with this book in the library with the book right 
and there, you know, she's like hearing, you start to get this like auditory soundscape thing coming through and then the book like slams shut and you see his picture on the back of it. And the book of course is called, right? So something, something, toxic masculinity. Oh yeah. So, I mean, yeah. He was the villain. <laughs> I love that. Yeah. I love that. Um, I mean, the other, I mean, this is like all my points put together, kind of, with like all of them, but like this should have been a series. Really? If you had made this movie a series, because in the beginning I heard the names, what are the, 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 the son's names? Abe, Isaiah, and Jacob. And I'm like, are those pulled from the Bible? What, like they all do three different various things from the Bible in defense of like, you know, something against the dad, something, you know, in, you know, following the, you know, so all these characters in the Bible, I'm like, I'm curious to see how they're going to play along with this. Yeah. And like, you know, Abe was like so sweet and seeing all these moments, I'm like, oh, what is it about him? Like, I wanted to know more. Yeah. And then Timmy's like, Arch, like, he's like, hey, 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 hey. And, then, and I was like, what is happening? And it was almost like if we had made this a series. Like a 10 episode miniseries. 10 episode, because like, who's Lily's father? How the hell did that happen? Like, I think on those points where I'm like, I missed so much of the character buildup of the magic of it, the building up of the oh. magic that the, you know, is like them doing oh, this stuff, okay. like after school, building this kind of relationship and learning what the impact is because suddenly it's like, here's David Duchovny and he's bad and here we go. And it's like, <sighs> Yeah, one of the things I really missed from the first one was we learned more about the, the other girls in the coven. Yeah. in the first one that we didn't because like we learn about lily we know all, you know a bunch of stuff about lily but the other three aside from that one scene where they're doing the two truths and a lie and um i don't i, I can't even think of the, her name but the the black girl um we hear we hear three things about her that's all we know we know that she wishes she had more black friends uh worries about her brother and loves beyonce <laughs> So yeah, so uh, Lovey Simone, who pl who plays uh, Tabby, is mm -hmm. Tabby. Yes, Tabby. Tabby. Although, yeah, but of course, I'm I don't know if you all did this too, but like as I'm taking notes, I'm like, girl, that's that's um, Rochelle, that's Bonnie, that's uh, Nancy, mm -hmm. right? Um, but like, I, so I totally did that. But um, I am first of all, let's just talk real quick about this company of young women. Uh, of of women who are I think I think they're like 19 to like 22 23 in actual yeah. age um so Kaylee who plays Lily Zoe who plays uh Lou or Lourdes Gideon who plays Frankie and Lovey who plays Tabby um four very like strong archetypes right that we never get my whole my whole sort of issue with with the craft legacy is that first of all this movie is not the only movie that they're going to do with it. there has to be more because this company was giving us so much that scene in the bathroom first of all uh hello Carrie uh Carrie callback right i mean total like Carrie moment um loved that uh uh, Kaylee or, or Callie uh, who plays Lily beautifully acted Zoe and Gideon and Levy the three actresses who played uh, the friends are 
beautifully acted in that moment. Um, she says, uh, Gideon, who plays Frankie, which I love this whole, like, uh, I love, first of all, I love that their archetypes are so strong and they, they're, they're played so well. Like uh, Gideon who plays Frankie is very much like the, the funny, like she's the, she's the funny girl, right? She's super chill. And you know what I loved about that? There was never a single moment where it was, she's the funny fat girl, ever. That never happened. I was like, okay. Um, this thing, uh, Zoe Zoe Luna, who uh, is is trans, a trans mm -hmm. woman, is playing Lou, playing Lourdes. Um, I loved those deep cuts that they had in there of sort of trans culture, where she would say some, somebody would say something, and they're talking about her period, right? This whole thing happens right with this big Carrie moment, right about Lily getting her period, and you know Zoe uh, Lourdes says, "Well, it's not a guy can relate, but you know I'm with you, girl." You know, there are moments like that in the movie, which I think, like, I'm like, like, yes, 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 like more. Um, when she's this whole moment, right, where um, Bonnie, uh, Bonnie, uh, Frankie, uh, the Bonnie character, I thought, uh, says, your flow is heavy. That's something to celebrate, right? Mm. We brought you some clothes here. Come on, you know you can uh, love this moment, right? You can sit with us if you want, right? Because there, because from what I remember, there's never that moment in the original craft no. where they just say to her, you know, uh, come, you know, come sit with us, come be with us, right? It's very much like a, I'm going to place my hand on you and your ours now, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Well, I kind of latched my next thought onto Amanda, so I'll let Sheree go next. <laughs> um, my next thought is sort of a follow-up in that I, I appreciated that we got to see more joy from this group than the previous one, where they all were sort of having this giant trauma bond. Um, I appreciated that because that's always one of my critiques of the first one is that we don't get enough joy. We don't get enough groups of friends just being friends. It's all like, I have this abusive parent here. Well, I have an abusive parent here. <laughs> um, and so it was kind of nice to just be like, we can laugh and do magic. Yeah. I think that had to do a lot with the female presence in that space. Like the women giving a woman to be like, we don't always have to be sad and like going through a trauma, we can have joy and live life. And I think that that, yeah. Yeah, if this, if this film had been written or, and or directed by men, it would have been a completely different film. Totally, yeah. Uh, I love, I love just to just piggyback on that super quick, Ashray. Uh, Lily, when when they're like talking to her about, they do the, tele, the, tele, the telepathy thing, right? Where she can hear them, right? Come out if you're, the, come out, come out, right? Come outside, come outside. And she does, and they're like, oh my God. And they have that huge joyous moment of like, oh my God, you're our fourth, you can hear us. Um, and she says, they're walking outside, right? They, they ditch school or whatever. And, she, and Lily's like, this is a lot. She's like, I'm listening and I'm working through a low level panic attack right now, but I, I am. Love them. I'll let you know. <laughs> uh, and then Lou says, sort of at the end of that, Lourdes says, trans girls have their own magic anyway. Yes. I was like, Yes, they do, Lourdes, and what is it? 
Right? I think, and I think in that moment, they were having a, a, a smaller conversation, some of the bigger one, about um, the w- womanhood and magic and giving birth and all this stuff. And yeah. then Lord's is like, well, trans women can't relate to that. And then, yeah, they, they say that trans women have their own magic, which I think was a really special moment. Okay. I mean, Anybody on the clock this medallion around her neck? I saw it up top and I was like, that's a story. And it helped me figure out who she was sooner than I was supposed to. And when she, when, right, there are moments where she'll touch it, mm-hmm. right? She puts her hand on it. And I believe in the, in the original craft in the book that is called the craft, that symbol is the, is like the, is the symbol that's on that book, which is on this medallion, I think, that's around her neck. That was the that was the connection that I made. I, I think that's I think that's accurate. Yeah. It definitely was a tie-in to that. And I was like, is she Nancy's daughter? Um, also short here and short here. I, I see what they were doing. They were giving us breadcrumbs. Um, right, right. <laughs> um, I didn't clock it until we found out she was adopted, but as soon as that moment happened, I was like, bing, 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 bing. I started, your mama is. <laughs> I started wondering because I was like, this mom is really careless with this child. <laughs> like, I wonder why she's so careless. And that that was a huge thing for me. I didn't I didn't clock it so early. I was more towards the end of the movie when she put at the end, like right when this happens in the movie, right? It's it's about the last 15, 20 minutes of the movie where she picks up the adoption certificate. Mm-hmm. And I was like, okay because i recalled something from the trailer and see this is this is what i this is where i think uh i think this kind of got off the rails a little bit was in the trailer you see someone with a picture of nancy nancy Mm. more screen time in the trailer and i'm mad about that it's one of my later points um yes you should get to your next point amanda before i get on a tangent (laughs) um I wrote at one point, this is an actual no. Who washed her jeans? That was so early oh. on, but it bothered me for so long. Cause I was like, why did you need to remove that blood? Or like that I think feminine the dad kind of. I think the, the man did something weird with it. Yeah, Adam, I think took it as a sign of femininity and needed it gone. Needed it gone, right? Yeah. I am shook with that because that was not even in my radar. I wasn't even thinking about him. I was thinking about the brother, the young brother who's the sweet one. Oh "Oh my God, she'd be so embarrassed. You know, oh, I feel so bad. That's- But yeah, we were like, who washed your pants? Yeah, it was like a piece of like feminine. Cause when you start, when they start slowly going in the house you see that there's no real like feminine, no kind of like warm it's very cold and dark and i was like i like that like you know how everything is dark every she's always walking in the dark and i was like there's no nightlight you guys have this multi-million dollar house you don't have a nightlight um when she walks in on on her brother are the on the brother having sex (laughs) well he wasn't actually having he wasn't having sex he was listening to his sex the the most aggressive porn i've tickle the pickle At first, that, I was like, when I heard those noises, I was like, "Is the, I thought it was going to be Adam and the mom. Like, and I was disgusted. Like, I didn't want to see it. 
<laughs> like, because it it's, was like very like guttural and like real like very very intense moments and I was like okay work but also like yeah I also was like uh are we about to see them like get it like what I didn't want it because I saw that book and I was like whatever he's into in the bedroom I don't want to know and so when I heard that I was like please don't do this please don't take me in here I was so happy to see it was him with a laptop I was like you know what good night sir what I I mad at you <laughs> yeah so uh the ritual right so mm-hmm. this beautiful callback uh, was that your was that your point amanda yeah i was just kind of like all these essence of like femininity in the house and that we start to see it yeah yeah so so let's let's talk about well, i think we're probably tracking around the the moment of the ritual right which comes about halfway through the movie um and so this whole idea of I mean, complete callback to the original craft, right? Complete moment. Even in some of like the camera angles and the stuff that we see, they do that like classic 90s like cam on a stick, right? And like rotating (laughs) shit. We do all that. Uh, The pivoting camera angles. Uh, This moment where they stop time, right? And they open Mm. their eyes and the butterflies in front of her, right? super cool i did miss the um i missed the the actual ritualistic portion of this which is the the letting of the blood on the hands where they Mm -hmm. where they each prick their finger in the original craft right and put it into the the chalice and they drink from it right that's a whole thing we miss that moment right we miss that collaborative coven communal thing mm-hmm. right uh anybody anybody want to want to jump in with that i also wanted more magic i feel like we had so many characters to track who didn't get payoffs because this felt like a pilot a really long pilot for a show that we are going to see later on in life because yeah. you have like, oh my God, who was it that sleepwalks? Um, Isaiah, was it Isaiah? Oh, Isaiah, yeah. And so we have him sleepwalk into her room, but we don't know anything else about that whole situation. And I'm like, but you gave us that. I want to know more. And you, you have like the younger brother who's not an asshole, but we don't, we lose him somewhere in the middle of the movie and only funeral. Yeah, I still don't trust him. But yeah. Like, it's no. not as big of an asshole, but I... Oh, that's so funny. I completely I trusted him implicitly. I was like, this baby right here is a baby. And like, I want to like, I want to like. I mean, I get, I get that where he's coming from is a place of, of abuse from his father. Uh, but the scene where he's like making excuses for him, I'm just like, he literally grounded a girl for taking up for herself after a man sexually harassed her, like, and did not listen to her. <laughs> There's no defense to that. That is definitely some abuser language he was using, and I appreciated that because it sounds very, very familiar. Um, so it wasn't just like he was like, I'm also an asshole. High five, Dad. It was like, I, I have been living in this, and it's felt like, no. I still need you as an ally. <laughs> and, and you see, you see the abuse in both of the brothers. You see it in 
Uh, the oh, yeah. oldest and the youngest and even the middle one a little bit but he's more like on his dad's side i think uh but you see it in the oldest because well and the point that i wanted to get to next is the use of uh the male characters in this in this movie uh timmy timmy is that his name timmy yeah he's my next point that works out <laughs> yeah <laughs> um i got a lot to say about him right yeah like I thought it was really interesting that Nicholas this, is his name. It's his actual name. Okay. Is what? Nicholas is his actual name. Nicholas. Oh, okay. Something. Um, the 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 female writing team and the director chose to take this path where this seemingly asshole in the beginning of this film through magic gets woke, even though I'm not a huge fan of that term. But you know what I mean. Um, through the spells they do on him. And then we find out a little bit of kind of why he acts out in this way. And, you know, with the, with him coming out as bisexual to the, to the coven um, and then having to be killed by the father, by Adam due to his, from what I could read into it, his infection of femininity. Um, Cause when, at the end, when Adam says, I had to do this because you were making him in your own image and that doesn't work for <clears throat> his ultra macho ma uh, masculine worldview. Um, I just thought that was an interesting, cause I mean, in the first one, the Skeet Ulrich character is just an asshole the whole way through, mm -hmm. never really has a redeemable moment. You don't find out why he's an asshole. Um, in this one, I think they really peeled back some of the layers of that male character. And then also, gave us a way of looking to the abuse of the older son when clearly he's dealing with some same-sex attractions but absolutely cannot say anything about it and hates himself for it. And we, after he leaves the house, we don't see him again. So he could be dead too, I don't know. I wouldn't cry about it. Um, my, my issue with Timmy is that it, like everything else, it was just so fucking rushed. And so like we have him being an asshole and then they put a curse on him and now he's one of the girls, but like he never actually says, I'm sorry, I was an asshole. I don't think that was ever a conversation of here are all the things I've done to all of you. <laughs> he does apologize to Lily, but none of the other girls. Yeah. Because him and Lily were gonna be a couple if he hadn't gotten killed. But like to the other girls who's been torturing for who knows how long and to like whoever else, it's just sort of a given that like we put a curse on him and he's fine now. And I hate that. It's one of the issues I had with most movies that I've seen in theaters, like four billboards in Ebbing, Missouri or whatever, where the racist saves the day and we don't ever get like a repentance. If you're gonna start off an asshole, you gotta earn the right to not be an asshole. You have to own what you've done. Well, right, you have to reckon, right? Yeah. You have to reckon with your, with the shit that you've already done. Yes. Yeah. Otherwise it feels like you're just using everything else as an excuse. And that's not what it was supposed to come across, but because it was so rushed, it felt like he was like, I'm not gonna apologize, but I was an asshole because of this thing that happened with your not stepbrother, half brother. And it, it should not feel that way. It felt icky. And I feel like there's like another hour of this movie somewhere that I need in order to make a lot of this right. Uh, I, I, I go back to this should have been a series. This should have been a series. Yeah, it should have. Yeah, it's this whole idea, right, that that Timmy, he becomes woke, right? And like they, they, they're doing this whole thing too, which I think is really interesting. Like when, uh, sort of after they hex Timmy, 
which by the way, um, also 90s reference, and let's just have a moment of reverence for the caboodle that holds all of their craft magic gear. I was like, somebody, that is a great moment. Right, so they hex him and they sort of, they sort of do all this and then he becomes sort of woke Timmy, right? And yeah, there's never a moment where he has nope. a real reckoning of, it was like, oh, you're under our spell, you're cool. Yeah. And it's like, no, no, you you have to, there, there's no atonement, right? And there's something in the original craft, right? Where they make him atone. They make, uh, yeah, well, she kills him, right? But but they, they make him have a moment of reckoning. Mm-hmm. You need that for that character's arc to feel genuine. Otherwise, you just have a character you wanted us to suddenly like, and then I hate them double. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. I mean, like, I thought they were going to, like, link something even deeper because he's like, you know, I use a Ouija board. I talked to my mother. My mother's, I was like, oh, okay. So we're finding some kind of magic in there. And, like, he's going to be able to, like, connect and then, you know, do that. And I was like, oh, this is, this is a lot happening right now. So just so much happening, right? And this thing where, yeah. When he said that shit about the Ouija board and I talked to my mom, I was like, I was like, okay, so where is that plot? Like, what's going on with that? Like, this fucker, like, why is he using a Ouija board, which is primarily, like, the female planchette and, like, sort of that whole divination medium thing, which, of course, we later find out, right, that Adam is this... Adam, of course, right, is this very like patriarchal, toxic masculine warlock figure, right? So c- talk about a complete subversion, right, of sort of all of that with this one kid who's a warlock, Timmy, which we can we can only assume that he is, right? Sort of knowing that he's in this co- pseudo coven club you know, mace, it, almost like Mason. Yeah. Kind of thing, right? Um, yeah, when he was like, I talked to my mom for this Ouija board, I was like, uh, where, so what happened with it? Right. And it was a really, okay, so did, could anyone else, it was a weird moment after Timmy died uh, mm-hmm. or was killed um, and they're in Lily wakes up in the middle of the night and hears like sounds and she comes downstairs and they're like in the circle thing and dad says that his son had a loss and it's okay to feel emotion now and cry and have that emotional breakdown but like I didn't I didn't get how that fit into his idea that any kind of femininity or any kind of you you see I don't know it just felt weird that moment felt weird to me yeah they were passing around the talking emotion stick like you can only have this thing in this moment i've been fighting with them on twitter for about a decade like they change the rules every tweet (laughs) yeah that was a really weird like which is where do we go from there or was she meant to see jacob break it down or i think i think yes i think that i think that that was actually sort of the point of that 
was that she was, she's able, first of all, it's this whole like voyeurism moment, like even with the camera camera angles and like all this stuff, right? She's like removed and you can see her, but like they can't see her, which I'm also like, if they're a bunch of fucking warlocks and she's a witch, like you mean to tell me that they don't know? He knows. Adam knows that she's a witch, right? That's why they're there, right? Yeah, it's this whole thing about like this whole secret meeting or whatever. It's super weird. I just want to go back one one second and just and just track back for just a second and say that that moment, that beautiful, beautiful scene, which could have gone on for another 30 minutes of them doing two truths and a lie. Mm-hmm. Where we see the right, where we see the walls break down, right? Where we see mm-hmm. Timmy, of course, have this incredible outpour. I could not control myself. I was quite up in the feels um about that scene because I was like, it really tapped into that like internalized homophobia and you know all of this reckoning with masculinity and femininity and like mm-hmm. what I mean even he even uh, it was just it was so brilliantly acted I was just like who is this person like I want to know who that is like who is that right well I think it showed I think it really um was pointing out the fact that this toxic masculinity affects not just the women that they are um, degrading or whatever, it affects themselves as well. And the abuse that they have to go through in order to get there, to get to that pure evil that we see in Adam. And we see in the the middle brother who, it seems like that's the brother that he is truly um, molding to be him, to be like him. Um, Yeah, no, I love that. Can we just clarify real quick? Timmy and Isaiah. Cook Who's them. the oldest? Yes. And Isaiah is the one who sleepwalks, apparently. What? He's what? the one who sleepwalks, apparently. We get that one time, but we don't know what it means. Right, right. He's the oldest one. Mm-hmm. Yes. Right, okay, okay. I just wanted to get the... I think, I could be wrong, but he looked older. He did. So, do you remember when they're like playing the video game... Mm-hmm. And who was which one was that? Isaiah. That was Isaiah. Because once Timmy walked in, he was like, "I'm gone." Yeah, he didn't come back for dinner. That's right. That's right. Which okay. Makes me wonder if he's not alive. Did we not see him at the funeral? Well, yes. Oh, we did. We? Okay. We oh. did. And 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 that whole scene at the dinner table, right? They sort of unpack. Right. There's you don't see him, but it's that it's that moment of where's where's Isaiah? Oh, he went out. Oh, and that's the dinner table was the moment that I was really concerned about Timmy as a character, because at once uh, they knew Isaiah wasn't coming to dinner, Adam stared at him for the rest of that scene. He was looking yeah. at, at Timmy and Timmy was clearly uncomfortable. Um so that, that I was like, uh-oh, hopefully dad. And, and then, yeah, he took a very feminine role in saying, I'm going to help you with dinner. 
and, and that then, pissed and off Adam even more. Like a man should be a, be fed, not doing that. Correct, right? And the oldest son, mm-hmm. who was like, "You don't have to," and he was like, "But I," he said, "But I want to." Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And that's he was like masculinity was like rule. Like, <laughs> Here we go. <laughs> If this if this were an anime, that's exactly what would have happened. <laughs> <laughs> right. Well, then we get this whole thing about. Then we start to like get into it, right? Like something has happened to Timmy. Well, we have that beautiful scene, right? Where first of all, Miss Thing was she was about to get it in. I was like, girl, what is happening? Yeah, meditating. That's one of my points. The meditating is one of my points. It was, that was so funny. We, I watched this today at work, just so everyone knows. So I'm watching it with a huge group of people. <clears throat> and one of my coworkers was like, well, I never lit the candle. That's what I'm missing. <laughs> she didn't start her ritual right. Oh, <laughs> uh, when she took his jet. Yeah, I was like, oh, no. Yeah, <laughs> he didn't get that jacket back. I was like, that's really cute, yeah, I just love it because they were like, we can't curse him again, right, everybody? And she was like, well, I didn't hear that. And then you catch her meditating with his jacket. <laughs> and all of a sudden he's there and they have their cute little kisses. And then like, the next thing you know, he's dead. That was fine. I was, that was a hot moment for me. I was like, ooh. I was like, Right, and that's why when, we, when she finds out that he's dead, which that scene with the teacher being like, I have an announcement to make. It was really hard, but he's dead. He killed himself. And she's like, no, he was so happy with her. Like, there's no way, which then you get into like, happy people aren't always necessarily happy, you know. First of all, like, who was that extra? But they were like, you can say this line. <laughs> right. He did. Yeah. Oh, okay. Well, <laughs> he's dead. Well, and, it was, and it was really. Uh, highlighted because like you said earlier we have a cast that's stellar giving us phenomenal performances and then you've got this guy who's like he's dead bye <laughs> like heavy breathing oh, he's right. like it's really hard to talk and i'm like he's got covid like I'm like, <laughs> what's going on yeah it just like it didn't match it wasn't like i was like okay here yeah. we go right so 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 when sort of after all this happens right they have this whole thing happens at, so, so then, right, so then we go to the funeral, mm. right? So he's dead, they are, the girls are like, you start to feel the fracture, right? That kind of kind of comes in. They all are going to the funeral, they're there. And then this is where shit starts to, yeah, well, we we found out earlier in the scene before that that, which I which is one of my kind of later notes, which we're getting we're getting that anyway. I loved in this one because one of my big issues with the first one is that the the big bad the the villain of the first movie was Nancy was a, was one of the girls. Mm-hmm. In this movie, the the evil villain is a white straight cisgendered man. Which mm-hmm. if that ain't for real. <laughs> uh, <laughs> And then, um, so yeah, like that you could, that she, what that, that they didn't villainize one of the girls. Um, yeah. 
like I appreciated that because of the way it was set up. You had like these like three BIPOC ladies and then this white girl came into town and I was like, if they turn against her, so help me, I will lose my shit. We don't need that. Um, <laughs> Which they do a little bit, but like for valid reasons. It was, it was valid. It was very, very overly explained valid reasons. <laughs> um, and so I, I was like, okay, so they think they're doing the right thing. And then like, it was fixed. Um, I think it's. I think it's my turn. I'm gonna put out my next. Um, my next point is I'm straight up mad that we see Nancy in the last 15 seconds, and she has one line. What's the point of that? Did she have a line? Yeah, she asked like, "Who's there? Or who are you?" And oh. then Lily was like, "I'm your daughter." And then she looks up, and we see her new long hair. Like, A, why is Nancy still locked up? Because, like, as far as they know, she only killed the one person. But even that's dodgy because witchcraft. And two, <laughs> and two, like, why do we only get to see her for the last 15 seconds of the movie? I feel like that, why? It's just another character. I think that's another reason why there has to be a sequel. Yeah. Something. Yeah, that whole, like, wherever she sent her to that facility, like, when she gives her the paperwork, she's like, I'm here to see this. I'm like, oh, this is high, right? Is this dangerous? Like, what do they know? And then she just walks into the hallway, into the room. I was like, that's it. It's like going to math class. I was just like, what? You made it seem so, like, unapproachable and dangerous. Mm -hmm. And then it's, like, so easy to come. I'm like, so what is this place that we're at? Yeah, I also was like, where is this in relation to where they are? Like, they have to get there, right? So, so like, they get in the car and drive there. You know that, like, Helen, the mom, mm-hmm. the adopted mother, which, are we going to go back and talk about, like, the, the final moment with... You can, like, all the... Oh, yeah. Whenever they happen. So, right. <laughs> um, because... Uh, so so let's let's just uh, backtrack for just a second. Um, so you know we find out uh, Adam's doing this cult thing. It's this whole that whole scene, right? And this is after the funeral. She finds out that they're in this like masculine neo pagan society, whatever. And then she's like, something is not right. Like she she tells her mom like we have to go, right? Like, mm-hmm. we, I can't, like, we have to go, right? And her mom's like, I don't know, like, I don't know what you're talking about. And then she's like, okay, we'll go. In, like, the next two lines. Mm-hmm. She's like, we can't, I, we're here. Like, I, ha-, and then she's like, okay. And I'm like, oh, all right. So I guess now we're gonna go away, right? Like, you're gonna take Lily and go somewhere, whatever that means. <laughs> And then she finds the birth certificate, right? That says that we find out that her name is not Lily, it is Lilith. And I was like, okay, like now we're gonna uncover some shit because her name is Lilith, right? Of course, with the whole parable of Lilith and like all this, right? right. So then, and, and only Nancy would be that dramatic to name her daughter Lilith, right? Because my told her, of course, she would name her Lilith. Yeah, Bonnie and Rochelle would never. Her <laughs> daughters are named like Tiffany. <laughs> Which, by the way, did anybody else think that it's Chris's baby? 
I don't know if they ever actually got it in or if she killed him before they did. I don't know. It's a question. Because Nancy in the original craft says he spreads disease. Mm -hmm. Which Mm. it was like, well, they had to do something for her to know that. I thought he gave her like chlamydia or something. I didn't know it was a baby of ruined the whole movie. Yeah, I don't know. I, I'm. It's like baby's disease. <laughs> I mean, yeah. I mean, it would make sense, right? Like how? How? Unless she fucked some patient in this mental hospital that she had a baby by, but right? But I think I mean, it's super interesting if it if it was Chris's baby. The movie was twenty five years ago, and I are they sticking to that timeline of this has been twenty five years because like the babies we followed are like seventeen. I mean, it makes, they didn't try to age Nancy down or up. She looked, you know, she looked like. She looked 20 years older. Yeah. So, yeah. So maybe it's someone she met there. But also, does she still practice magic while she's been there? Does she not practice magic? We know nothing because she had one line. Right. But in the first movie, she got her powers. um, She was bound. Bound. (laughs) Um, So did they unbind her? Well, I wonder, see, if like, right, because we get we get this moment at the end of the craft, the original one, where they all are talking about how they've lost their powers, except for Sarah. Right. Mm-hmm. Sarah hasn't lost hers. So that, to me, just kind of was like floating in the back of my head of like, if Nancy was so powerful, and yes, like she's bound and she's broken at the end of the movie, right? Mm-hmm. But if we're kind of going with this whole thing about like the things that the mom says, right, to her about, right, like about your power is your difference, um, your legacy. When she said, uh, when the mom said, and this is my point, uh, when I was, I was warned, your legacy is a curse. Mm. I was like, Right. You is your point, Amanda. Gosh, I'm just like as we were talking about like the mother and like Lily's father. I, I just so many unanswered things of like who that is and how it ties back to Adam knowing that she's a witch. Like, how does Adam woo Helen? Like, how does that happen? How do you convince this therapist from New Jersey? I've known some over here. They're pretty tough. To like, move to cat the, the location of this movie was always weird to me. Yeah. So they're from New Jersey, clearly. They they have to drive to see Nancy. Are they in the same town that the first one was in? Yeah, like we're it it I That's guess it's from the California. No, they're in California for the for the first one, they're in California. For, yeah. This is but like woodsy twilight, like amazing. over the mountains is like Jacob and his clan, like but it could be like I feel like I don't know. I they could be shot, overthinking. They shot yeah, that was, like in Toronto. Yeah. Oh yeah. And like yeah, Griffith Park. It's all those areas. But that was my thing. Is like how that beginning of like how does how do we get Lily and her mother there? Because he knows that she's a witch. Like I'm so like how do we know like. I don't think there's like a Facebook group where you're like, hey, I just adopted a child. Which is daughter. <laughs> Looking for some more love. 
Okay, warlocks look war warlocks wanted looking single male. I did love that yeah. moment at the end. I did love that moment at the end where well, I can't remember which one, which girl it was. She said, "Hey, so and so, how's that uh, warlock dating life going?" <laughs> and then the mom just looks at her. She goes, "Too soon." <laughs> well, yeah. So it's like, yeah, what happened there? Well, let's. I know. I know we're sort of uh, getting on the time train, but um, let's talk about the my final point actually is the final penultimate moment yeah. oh yeah well yeah. that was interesting that they included that line but not where you expected it in the in the trailer it's shown in the same scene as it was in the first movie they're getting off a bus the guy tells them be careful there's brutals out there and whatever but in this in the actual film yeah that was I thought it was a really nice moment. I liked it. And as soon as, as soon as, as soon as like the setup came, I was like, <gasps> she's going to say it. And she yeah. did. I was like, ah! But also like, again, with this movie, right? Th this whole like penultimate battle that lasted about two minutes. Mm -hmm. I was like. The battle at Hogwarts was longer. I was like. But like a lot of cool shit was happening, but I was just like, so, so, so they're gonna burn him. That was like the most anticlimactic, like, incineration I think I've ever seen. But they waited to burn him until after he filled in all of the plot holes, because he's like, I killed Timmy and I did this, and they're like, okay, East West, burn him, and I was like. Why? Why is this? We needed better. We deserved a better ending. The one, yeah, and I'll just say my last thing too. The uh, the, I thought the first one handled the magic better. I thought the stakes yeah. were higher. The magic was better. Oh, in this yeah. one though, I think they handled the characters better. You know, it's like, like like what I've been saying. The they didn't villainize one of the girls. They you know they villainized who they should have. You know, um, so I think this is kind of like. What the first one had, this one needed. What this one had, the first one needed. Mm. Mm. That's basically. And I don't hate either one of them. I think they're both fine films. Um, I th this one's getting a lot of flack online of people being like, it's ruined my childhood. And I'm like, no. okay, calm down. I'm also just like, what the, like, you, this is not the same movie. No. Yeah, this is not the same movie. They never said it was the same movie. It's not supposed to be the same. Nobody has ever said mm -mm. that it's the same. To your point though, Trent, which sort of I think answers my last point. In this one, the girls used not dark magic. I hate that phrase, but I don't know how else to say it because the person was very much bloodletting and like Manone killing whales. And this one, it was all like, it comes from within. We can have joy. We're not gonna cut anybody. Nobody, everybody gonna live. But yeah, Peter also, got to him and said, "Don't kill no fish in this one." Right? No. But also to like connect that to my last point, I felt like this movie never really had stakes raised, which is why I didn't mm -hmm. love it because it was like we're never really in danger. <laughs> I never really feel afraid of anything or anybody. I, I sort of figured it out as we went along, and I was like, okay, I, I saw a movie. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, but I but like 
saying that this one has ruined the first one is just a little dramatic to me. Like the first one's not perfect either. No. Neither, neither. <laughs> if you no. have, if you don't believe us, listen to uh, "Don't Go Walking on Water." Right. The first one definitely not only played with the dark magic and it played with it incorrectly, but it also like set it up so like they were at fault for Chris trying to like assault someone. And I hate that. And there was also just like the fingerprints of white men all over that script um, <laughs> as we got into it. Whereas this one, it's not there. This one has different issues. Um, neither are flawless. I have issues with both. But like I finished a journey for now. I'm sure there'll be a series or something. Yeah. And I'm, I think, and I do think, like Amanda said earlier, one of the this most of my issues with this would have been fixed with a series, mm-hmm. with just more or, time, or or and slash and a longer movie. This movie was like ninety four minutes, mm-hmm. and I was like, nothing is landing here. Like it, like they're hitting it right. The cast is like hitting it hard, right? They're going, and it's like who are these people? This is so interesting. What's going on? Right. And then we get to this last thing where he says, uh, Adam says to her, and I was like, where did this come from? Like, how does he know about this? When he said, in the name of Manon, I give you my power. I was like, (gasps) right. Like, did Mano and Adam? Is Adam Mano? Do we even get to know ever? Because, like, also, he says he's a warlock, but, like, he had the demonic supernatural eyes. I'm yeah, saying the, the show called Supernatural that was on for 30 years did those eyes forever. <laughs> so, like, on, the eyes, like, yeah. Black. That's when I was like, is he possessed? Are we going to get into possession? And instead, it was like, let's go out to the woods and set him on fire real quick. Okay, back to normal. And I was like, I guess that's an ending. Speaking of endings. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, because we've got a two hour movie we got to go watch. Um, uh, so just a reminder to everyone, first of all, thank you, Ashley. And thank you, Amanda. Amanda, we'll be back. Yeah. Ashley, free to pop in whenever throughout the weekend as we're doing stuff. Yeah. You're always welcome. Um, and, but yeah, just a reminder to everyone out there, we will be back in like two hours. Well, so that's the time to watch Poltergeist and have another we drink. We might be we might be a few minutes late. Give us a minute, okay? Start it. I have faith in us because I'm gonna hit stop here and hit play there, and I might come in with the credits still rolling. But I'm gonna do this. We're gonna do it, right, Louise? Such Louise is ready. Louise is ready for Poltergeist. Oh, Louise, let's do it. So um, thank you everyone for pay- for listening and watching. Shout out to um, Jackie Schneider or Jackie Rose who commented on our post on our video. Love you. Um, and we'll see you in a couple hours. Bye. 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 Stay Bye. Out there. <laughs>